everybody, and welcome to Corset and Crown, presented by Buzzing About Romance. I am Duchess Katie, and with me today, as always, is my co-host, Lady Sadie. Hi, Sadie! Hello, everyone. (laughs) So, as you guys know, last time we did a book um, that I had chosen for Sadie because July is our birthday month, and we kind of decided to each pick a book for the other who um that they hadn't read yet so my pick was uh wild rain by beverly jenkins and sadie loved it i will have to put that plug in there i did love that and today we are talking about a book that lady sadie picked for me so sadie tell them what we read and give them the synopsis so we read scandalous desires by elizabeth hoyt which is a favorite of mine (laughs) which it's if you've listened to any of our episodes you know exactly why if you've read this book this is a favorite of mine but the synopsis is can a pirate learn that the only true treasure lies in a woman's heart widowed silence hollenbrook is impoverished lovely and kind and nine months ago she made a horrible mistake she went to a river pirate for help in saving her husband and in the process made a bargain that cost her her marriage That night wounded her so terribly she hides in the foundling home that she runs with her brother, except now that the same river pirate is back and he's asking for her help. Charming Nikki O'Connor is the most ruthless river pirate in London. Devastatingly handsome, fearsomely intelligent, he clawed his way up through London's criminal underground. Underworld. I'm really good at reading this, guys. Uh, Mickey has no use for tender emotions like compassion and love, and he sees people as pawns to be manipulated. And yet he's never been able to forget the naive captain's wife who came to him for help so this is a bit older this is i think the oldest book we've featured here on course and crown this is from 2011 and this is book three in the maiden lane series which i know has been sort of getting a resurgence of popularity on instagram i'm a big fan of the series i read it when it first came out and then refound it again and sort of picked up where i left off but this is a 10 year old book which is kind of fun yes so what are our tropes here um, well, if I could read them from the script, I would tell you, but <laughs> it's absolutely an opposites attract situation. Um, we've got a widow, we've got a pirate, um, we got some yeah. force of proximity mm-hmm. and we have the hero that I refer to as a cinnamon roll with an S not a C. So he's full of those sinful ways. Cinnamon roll. Yes. Cinnamon roll. Yes. Um, totally agree. I would say it's, it's pretty steamy. It's, um, this is Georgian, which I should mention. This is a Georgian era book. Um, so it's a little further back in time, um, but it's, it's pretty steamy, probably a three or a four. Yeah, I would agree. Um, especially because like the first book in this book too, you kind of have to wait a little bit, but it's the, definitely sexual, slow burn. the sexual tension that is building up between the two of them is just like insane. Yeah. Like in the first book and this book. Um, yeah. Ooh, baby. Yeah. All right. So I don't want to start with my thoughts. Let's hear what you have to say. So I will preface this <laughs> that I made Katie read also the first one in this series, which is a little more bananas town. It's a little more bananas. Yes. Uh, this one is less bonkers. Uh, still a lot, mm-hmm. a lot capitalized here. Um, yeah. but what did you think? I, I am surprised by how much I really like this book. Um, (laughs) you know, I, and I honestly, I had no, I had zero, exactly zero issues with Mickey, like period. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of history that he, that you kind of get to peel back um, as he starts to, you know, unguard himself uh, from silence. And um, let's just address this now. What the hell are these names? I'm sorry. Like, temperance, okay, so silence, winter. Okay, Concord, so the Makepeace okay. family are Quakers. And yes. if you haven't read Main Lane, all of the Makepeace children have Quaker names. Temperance, silence, winter, Asa are the ones you see the most of in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, my theory is that their names are the opposite of who of their dominant personality trait. So silence is not quiet. She's not. She's not. Temperance is not, doesn't temper herself from things. She engages in what she feels good doing. And winter, well, I don't want to spoil anything. You'll have to get to winter. Yeah, I got to get to winter. But so I, I mean, the first book is bananas in its own right. But this one is bananas in a totally different way. I mean, we are talking a, a river pirate on the Thames, you know, in St. Is it St. Giles or St. Giles? I feel I think stupid. I would say Giles. Okay. St. Giles. Um, I, I loved the two of them together. I, I feel like, and a lot of times you, you have to watch somebody, um, give an inch and someone else takes a mile. Whereas these two were like, give an inch, take an inch, give an inch, take an inch. Like they were both just kind of like asserting their dominant personalities and figuring out how to um, like coexist together, which was- They do, which they was, do have to coexist. They do, they, they literally have to coexist. So part of the main storyline is that Mickey has a, illegitimate child that he needs someone to care for and silence has become attached to this child so she goes to care for the child in his gangster's paradise palace his (laughs) his, his pirate palace palace. (laughs) yeah and so she's living here with him and his various retainers and women of the night and yes and not unlike the first book we have a cast of characters in the background who are also incredibly endearing like his two main thugs I love oh them Harry so and Bert like I'm just picturing like these big lumbering ugly men who are just big big old softies on the inside and you know not unlike a lot of other stories we see like his own people are favoring silence over him like they're like willing to break the rules her and help her out and like like when she wants to give the dog a bath they're like he's not gonna like it but all right we'll help (laughs) you know like it's just there's just a lot of really good um give and take in this book and I think that's probably what did it for me was just that it was like you know there was a lot of good communication whereas you don't that's something I think a lot of um, historical struggle with. There's like the teeniest, tiniest, stupidest misunderstanding and it blows shit up. And I hate that um, when it could be resolved with a very simple conversation. Whereas these two, like it, you know, it takes work for them to communicate these things, but they do communicate and well. So yeah, I really loved it. (laughs) Yay! <laughs> um, so, uh, like I said, this is one of my favorites. Um, as we all uh, know here at Buzzing About Romance and Chorus and Crown, Sadie likes the heroes that are criminals. Yes. And this this dude, 
he's got the same energy as like devil from wicked and the wallflower very similar energy um but i also just deeply love his romantic side like yeah this is not a sentimental man he is not soft he can't be his life has been hard but he's Mm -hmm. wicked brilliant like truly very brilliant and i don't want to spoil that but there's part of his story in this is that he thinks 15 steps ahead of everybody else um but i also just deeply love when he falls for her he falls hard and he has no idea what to do with it so i just i have this little quote I, there's so many good ones but i think this is my favorite is that uh why are you agreeing with me he laughed because he leaned down and licked the tears off her cheeks his lips brushing softly against her sensitive skin as he spoke you've bewitched and bespelled me my sweet silence didn't you know I'll agree that the sky is pink and the moon is made of marzipan and sugared raisins and that mermaids swim the muddy waters of the Thames, if only you'll stop with weeping. My chest breaks apart and gapes wide open when I see tears in your pretty eyes. Me lungs, me liver, and me heart cannot stand to be thus exposed. And it's just like this declaration. And I just, I love it because he, he's got this soul of a pirate, this, but he's it, also very romantic. Yeah. And very poetic. And like the way that he, because he was essentially robbed of his, of a true childhood because of the way he was raised and everything, the things that he, (coughs) that he loves from when he's pirating, of course, you know, he's taking the valuables, the, the money, the jewels, the, you know, all that stuff, but like the, the books, the whimsical things that a child would love. So I just think like part of him in taking those things and keeping them for himself and keeping them safe he's just kind of like trying to grasp what it would have felt like if he had had these things when he was a kid and because he can see the beauty in it but he might not like get it like he doesn't understand why the the book with the butterflies is important to him or another book that he ends up grabbing and giving to mary you know like his his illegitimate child or when they go to the opera yeah. So he and sneaks so her entranced. into the opera and he's, he is so entranced with the opera and the theater and music. And she goes, I, I didn't know you loved music like this. And he goes, I didn't know music could feel like this. Mm-hmm. Like these things that other people may take for granted because they've had them at their fingertips. He so wants to indulge and in, he just wants to roll around and feel them. And it's really fascinating to watch it because he puts things in front of silence that she from her very staid upbringing hasn't had, but she had money. Yeah. And so they're, they both are indulging in things that they've both always been curious about, but never been able to see. And it's really cool. It is. And, you know, I also thought about too, you know, his whole um, grab for, for money and riches and wealth and, you know, watching silence. And she's just kind of like, you know, no, we didn't have money and we didn't indulge in these frivolous things. But like, I always had a roof and I always had food. Like, those are the things that you need to survive and you need to, um, you know, to feel human. And it's not unlike the way people behave today in terms of like trying to get all the money, all the wealth, all the things, because they're afraid that it's going to run out. Mm-hmm. Even if there is there, you know, there's no guarantees either way. But with as rich in items as Mickey was, he was just still afraid, like, I will not 
be living in the gutter again. So he was just, he wanted to do everything he possibly could to make sure that that didn't happen, even though there really wasn't a chance, especially back then of that happening. We're not talking about like a stock market crash or a housing boom, you know, it's just like, it's, it was just crazy to me, like how similar it could possibly be (laughs) to to what it's like today when it's so close. (laughs) It does. It does. But yeah. Woo. Woo, Um, All right. So let's talk. uh, We're going to do some spoilers now. So I got to ask, do you know who this ghost of St. Giles is? No. I, I can't. I, I read can't. these out of order because I'm, I'm, I'm me. So once upon a time, even when I read them the first time, I had read them out of order. So I'm always curious if people can see it or not. No. And, uh, you know, I had my, like my suspicions and things, but I, part of me is like, is there more than one at this time? Because I'm thinking about the people who are present when he's there. I'm like, okay, no. But then I'm also thinking about the weird shit, like in the first book, when Winter shows up and he's hurt, you know, and then um, uh, Lord Care's friend, um, Godric, I think is his name. Yep, Godric. He and gets then, a book later. Yeah, I liked him. Um, but I'm just kind of like, you know, the fact that he's, ever present when the make peace family is around um you know when shit's going down uh I'm just kind of I I just I feel like I would know and then I don't know so this of course leads into me needing to go and read I mean we you know we talked about wanting to read Winter's book and I do I you know thankfully that's the next one so I can um but yeah. Winter's book is fun. I haven't reread that one in a while. Maybe I'll do that with you. Um, all right. This one really has some action in the end and it like kept yeah. me on the edge of my seat. Mm-hmm. And I remember even when I reread it, I'm like, God, how do they get out of this one? Right. Like even, I mean, we're talking the last like 20, 30 pages and yeah, that Mickey is in prison and he is going to be hung for his crimes you know and so then I'm just silence like, comes to the prison she comes to Newgate and marries him and marries him and he gives her his ruby ring and then she gives him a blow job a very a very sweet blow job <laughs> yes it was very precious I mean those words kind of ever move. be used together it is and that's why I'm like mm, yeah get it's kind of a power some. move on on her part because she's like she and I think this is why I believe that the names are the opposite of who they are, is that like silence is not quiet. She gets herself into trouble all the time. She goes, she kind of spouts off and it's very endearing, but she's also this gentle, soothing soul. Mm-hmm. And he so needs to be soothed like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but he also, yeah. she also is like, oh no, we're not waiting on this. This is, we're getting married and you yeah. might be in prison and you might be getting hung tomorrow, but we're going to get married. And that's just yes. how it's going to be. And I'm Silence O'Connor now. So you can just come at me. And yeah. I really love that because he's like, no, we're, we can't do this. This isn't how you're supposed to get married. Um, but and she, she also, and that's so he cute. doesn't take the choice away from her. He never takes the choice away from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just How good. about that bathtub scene? Oh my God. 
Oh my goodness. Well, and that I was that that explains. I have the book right here that explains the step back. The step back. This is I uh, gotta love Elizabeth Hoyt step bags. They are spicy and they are very accurate. They're always in the book somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's a great one. It is. Oh man, yeah. I yeah. I, I just can't like I can't fathom what the rest of the series is going to be like <laughs> at this point. Like I mean I'm in it now. Like I, having even only read two books, so I'm just like okay. Well I like and there are so many people that I'm just like okay. This is why both books with Bex and I have made like infographics and guides to the series. It is a world because there's I think I want to say like ten. 10 books? I think there's like 13. Yeah. Now. I think I, I think I, I have them all, but I think I tapped out at 10 and I have to go back. Um, mm-hmm. but like, it's really fascinating because you see characters and then you won't see them again for like a couple of books. And then you're like, wait, where did you? Oh, oh yeah. You, you, yeah. you showed up for like 30 seconds before and I liked it. <laughs> um, but it's, it's really fascinating too, because, um, they, it, there's not a lot of aristocrats, which is mm-hmm. always more my style. Um, but it also, there is more to it. Like they kind of leave the city every once in a while, but most of it's really in just this one part of London and the foundling house, which is essentially an orphanage is a reoccurring theme. And mm-hmm. like these people sort of end up they're very disparate social circles and then they all sort of end up cycling around each other. And I think it's really, it's not really a found family so much as like this strange universe of the small town. And I, I like that part. I do oh, have sure. another favorite much later in the series, but you got to get there first. <laughs> I mean, it's going to take me some time, but you know, I got to pace yeah. yourself water breaks. Yeah. I, yeah, right. absolutely. Because this is a lot, a lot, <laughs> a lot. as you said. <laughs> um content warnings uh there is some bloodshed there's some violence lots of language um mm-hmm. mentions of childhood abuse mentions of childhood abandonment illegitimate children uh mentions of an affair or a perceived affair perceived um, affair a perceived affair and um a really messy first marriage on silence's part yeah which which um, was also in the first book too which was also you know? at the end of the first book yeah um, really this you if you're going to read this one I would really suggest starting with the first one the second one is less necessary to go straight to this one um, but if you're going to read the whole series definitely don't skip the second but the um, first one really launches this story silence and her sister temperance are really the main characters in the first as well yeah um, I think you would typically <laughs> like this book if you like some over the topness in your romance. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you don't want any reality today. You want to check out. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say this is a great first romance read for others. No, no. There's a whole there. I mean, besides the fact that there's, you need like multiple family trees to figure out who the F people are. Um, but it's, it's definitely more aggressive. Like, yeah you know, in terms of, of the, of the romance itself, even, you know, and there's a lot of really harsh themes, like, you know, the content warning Sadie mentioned, um, because that's not just like a passing 
thing. Like it yeah. gets brought up constantly, especially with the childhood abandonment and things like that and childhood abuse. So, you know, definitely take care if something like that might trigger you. Um, it's a brilliant book and there's so much happening that it's, it's, it's very unput downable as I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very bingeable book. Um, mm-hmm. and I would say like the last third of it, you gotta know, you gotta know. And you just yeah. keep turning the page cause it's mm-hmm. pretty action packed. Um, I will say that all those content warnings between Mickey and silence, there are, there's no dubious consent. There's no, no. issues between them in any way. Um, no. so if you, you needed that warning as well, um, I would definitely recommend this book. I obviously do, um, yes. <laughs> but I, I would recommend it not as a standalone and I would recommend it not to a newbie. Yes, I, I would completely co-sign those recommendations. Yes, but don't don't make it your first, please. Um, <laughs> and definitely read, read at least the first book in the series. Yeah. Um. So when this drops on July 22nd, we're recording it a little earlier than that. It will be the lovely Duchess Katie's birthday. Yay! Um, And we decided we're going to celebrate. So if you're hearing this on here, you can enter on Instagram. We are doing a giveaway. Um, There are two winners, one international and one United States winner. And you should go over and enter on there because it's pretty good time. And there's books and there's donations and it's a good time. So yes, you should look for that. Um, as always, you can slide right into our DMs. You know where to find us. And where can we find you, Katie? I am Books to Katie on Instagram. And that's pretty much the only place you'll find me these days, but possibly somewhere else in the future. But definitely Instagram, Books to Katie. Excellent. And you can find me as Literary Illusions on Instagram and give Corset and Crowns a follow so that you never miss an episode of this shenanigans. We don't have a theme for August yet. So if you have a brilliant theme, slide it into our DMs. Maybe we'll use it. Yeah. We need, we need ideas because, you know, we could pick books for each other all day, every day. Since Sadie and I have very different tastes most of the time, but underlying we both like a lot of the same shit. So, you know, in different ways, <laughs> in different, in very different ways. You it's could like, not have picked two different heroes from these books or hair. Well, you know, yeah. Two different heroes. from these books. We both like potatoes. Just sometimes they're mashed potatoes and sometimes they're French fries. <laughs> Amen. Ooh, potatoes. All right. Potatoes. Always <laughs> potatoes. a good choice. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye everybody. Thank you.